in every single bucket, there is one crab, this one crab, like trying so hard to fight, to elevate itself, to escape, like what everybody else is just settling for in the bucket. And what he notices though, is all the crabs at the bottom of the bucket are reaching up with their pinchers and trying to pull the crab back down. And this is what happens in our life when we choose to no longer settle for the ordinary. And when we choose to put ourselves out into a position of growth and change is that the people that surround us, they often make it about themselves. What's up, Style Nation? Welcome back to the Styled for Life podcast. It's your girl, Katie, back with another amazing, inspirational episode as we continue our journey about confidence. So if you have not tuned in to last week's episode, the July Roundup episode 171, you have to tune in. It was a whole roundup, but it was really centered around confidence. And it was an hour long solo episode, which I don't usually do around this idea of confidence and all the different layers of it. And it was so good and it was so juicy. And I know an hour feels like a really long time, but that's how you know, like chunk it up because there are some fucking gems in there. And that's pretty confident of me to say, no pun intended, but I was just speaking from a place that was so aligned and it was, I've had so many ahas since recording that prior to recording that. So you have to tune in and check it out. So the month of June, we're going to continue our deep dive, getting all Jack Cousteau over here on confidence and what that really means to us, because I feel like as a society, um, or just like as a culture right now, we throw that word around a lot. And then I don't know if you're like me, it's like when someone says something too much, like I get desensitized to it. And I'm like, oh, confident. I want to be confident. And like, we don't really know what that means. Like what the hell does it truly mean to be confident? So I share definition of this a lot um, when I'm working with clients. And the t- definition of being confident is a state or a feeling of being certain about the truth. And this feeling, belief that you can rely on something or someone because you trust them wholeheartedly. So when we talk about building confidence, it's super important because as a human, we on a daily basis run up against self-doubt all day long, all day long all day long. So it's really, really important to constantly be working on that confident muscle, confidence muscle, and like, how are we building it? And what little teeny things, sustainable little shifts are we doing every single day to get us there? And it's the baby steps and it's the habits. It's shifting your beliefs. So for today's episode, oh, and I promise you like July is going to be your favorite month of the Style for Life podcast because I have some bangers, especially as we go through this um, journey of confidence. I have on today, master coach and host of the Best Damn Coach podcast, Amanda Walker. You may or may not know Amanda, if you've been listening to this podcast, she has been on the podcast before. She is a coach. I have coached with her. I coached, um, business coaching with her before I had a business, just following that little intuition, that little nugget. But back when I first launched my podcast and I wanted to like, what's the next phase? What does that look like for me? I actually joined a beta program of hers prior to the pandemic. And she helped me shift my mindset and my limiting beliefs around what I could and couldn't do and what my dreams really were in a time when I needed it most. And I know I've told this story a thousand times, but when I lost my job in August, I didn't know or remember that I wanted to be a stylist and that fashion was my passion and that I could actually turn that into a business until November. So if you lose your job in August (laughs) and you don't remember until November of what you want to do or get clarity around what you want to do, On some levels, you feel like, oh, that's super fast. That's like three months. 
and then on some levels, it's the longest fucking three months of your life, right? Three months, 90 days of not knowing what you're doing and just telling everybody, I know, but I don't want to look for a job because I'm going to figure this out. This woman was in my corner the whole time, really helping me shift my limiting beliefs and bust through them around what was possible. She continues to show me what's possible in my life and how to reframe my thoughts, how to remodel my thoughts so that I can truly, truly create the life I want. Everything with sustainable, easy, simple habits that I can implement every single day. And I just I just couldn't love her more. And our conversation today is fucking fire. So if you feel like there's something in your life and you're about to break through and you may or may not have clarity on it, you have to tune in to today's episodes. If there's something holding you back, if you've been wrangling around with your self-belief, your confidence, whatever word resonates for you, insert it here because this is the episode you absolutely do not want to miss. I promise you, your whole life is going to flip upside down. I will never forget when I lost my job and I kept coming back to my calls with her with bullshit. <laughs> and she kept saying to me, is that what you really want? Is that what you really want? Is that what you really want? And one of my favorite things around Amanda is she doesn't do the work for you. She she just gives you these easy reframes and asks the questions that seem like they should be easy, but oftentimes we have a really hard time answering. And it really starts to open up the world for you. So as you listen to this, um, I invite you to have an open mind and insert like whatever word feels good for you. So whether it's a limiting belief or you're building more self-trust or you're building more self-belief or confidence or like whatever that is. If you listen to last week's episode, I talk about how all these different things I think are different layers and like the umbrella that I see them working in, but insert whatever feels good to you. I had this big aha recently that when people say self-love, and I've said it, oh, please, I've had episodes called self-love. I believe it and I want it to work, but there was always like that one thing there. I didn't know it was there. It was like way buried deep down, but there was just like something about it that just never felt like it was really attainable. So when I listened to one of my other favorite podcasters, um, Last week or the week before, I mentioned Erin Miller's podcast, Same Boat Huddle. She talked about self-devotion. And that clicked with me. And that helped me open up this, like, mindset of, oh, I see how this all this shit goes and works together. So look for those words. Look for those things, those key ahas today when you're listening to this that you may have heard this conversation. You may have heard someone talk about busting through limiting beliefs. You may have, you know, done all these things, but sometimes you just need a different word to resonate with, a different action to resonate with, a different simple habit that really, really speaks to you. So tune in. It's gonna be juicy. And before I let you go, message me and let me know what other topics or what other podcasters, coaches, etc., that you'd love to bring on the podcast as we journey through this self-devotion, confidence, like using all the tools at our disposal, right? We're going to continue talking about style and how we use that to form our identity and really put the shift on confidence because at the end of the day, it is the word that comes up for me on a daily, daily basis, multiple times a day for myself and clients included, but I would love to hear from you too and your take on that. So shoot me an email at katie at katiejuststyle.com if you have some ideas or if you want to be super quick and easy. If you're on the social meds, you can connect with me on Instagram at katieellenstylist. And last but not least, if you want to hop on my newsletter, because maybe you are taking a social media break, I feel like that's been a big trend in my life with a lot of women I know, hop on the newsletter. I'm going to be leaning in and leaning in there, and I'm creating some other fun stuff um, that you will want to hear about on there. So you can hop onto the newsletter and get a free gift, katiejustdialed.com backslash freebie. And I am going to gift you with an 18-page style guide on how to sync your style with your mood. 
It's pertaining to your cycle and sinking in through the different phases of your menstrual cycle. If you are not currently cycling for whatever reason, look in there and just see the moods that you might be going through and experiencing and how these things can help you navigate that. Dress for how you want to feel for the day, not necessarily the way you feel when you wake up. (laughs) You know, sometimes we need that energy shift in the morning, speaking of busting through limiting beliefs. So katiejustdialed.com backslash freebie, hop onto the newsletter so you can stay up to date on the most amazing podcast interviews and how to continue to get all the juice. Thanks for being here and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amanda Walker, the master coach and host of the best damn. I think I said the best damn podcast, but the best damn coach podcast. I'll see you on the other side. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to a super, super, super special episode today. I have the one and only Amanda Walker, my business coach and mentor before I had a business. Thank you <laughs> so much for being here today. I feel honored. I think I got three supers. So it's definitely <laughs> a special introduction. <laughs> I was like, I say like every episode is the best episode. So I was like, how do I make this one like even better? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. It's such a... um. I have the chills. It's such a like milestone moment for me and my business feeling like I'm up leveling with the podcast and recording with you with my lips behind me and looks so good. <laughs> and how many calls that you've had when I've been that I've had with you in this closet before this closet was this before this closet really meant all the things that it means to me. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, will you just introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, I just got overwhelmed with emotion. Actually. I know, me too. I was like, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I got tears in my eyes for a second. It's like, yeah, we, well, you said before this closet meant anything to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, crazy, right? Yes. Uh, from those first sessions where you were in your closet and we were talking about lipstick and little simple nuances that I could so steer, so so clearly see about you that were you and for you to come through that path. So um, a little bit about me is that's what I love to do (laughs) um, support women uh, to build a business that brings like the best part of themselves in, into the world so that they can impact other people. And you're a shining example of that. Um, But I work with women who are, starting a business potentially in the in the beginning stages which you were and also women now scaling their businesses you know to six figures and multi six figures and i specifically love working with coaches people that may not identify specifically as a coach more like consultant specialist um and work to help them not just grow their business but also work on the art of coaching and supporting people and understanding what it takes to help clients get results yes and you, you're truly amazing at it. And it's really what I wanted to hammer out on this um, podcast today and talk about is that to me is the one thing that you are just like so, so good at whenever I'd be like, Amanda, like I'm freaking out. And you, and I've said this a thousand times, like you just show me what the possibilities were. So like for everyone who doesn't know, like Amanda was there from the very beginning, like there when I lost my job there that day when I was like, well, I'm going to go get another job. And you were like, is that what you really, really want to do? And I think that's like the gift is this ability to hold the space and kind of lead the person to the possibility, but let them get themselves there. So I wanted to go into that direction today on the podcast. Um, Cause I feel like I get that a lot with clients and even women listening to this podcast. And I think you probably, well, I know that you, um, you get this a lot too. And I think this is what you're really, really, really good at. So I wanted to like, just dive in with the limiting beliefs and all the things that come up. So something that comes up for me a ton, and as you're kind of like shifting out of this space and into this space of really focusing on entrepreneur, but in a past life, um, this idea around like weight loss and that we're not deserving and that we're not worthy and that we can't do the things and we're not allowed to do anything or even that we have to suffer really, really hard before we're allowed to get the things. 
around our bodies. So the number one thing that I get from people that I meet, even casually, when I tell them what I do and our clients is, oh, that's great, but I could just never work with someone like you because I haven't hit my goal weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do we, and sometimes I feel like I'm really good at answering this question. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to, I just don't know how to get you there, like through that moment. Cause there's, I see the potential. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to reiterate, so I built a brand um, in the health and wellness space called Feel Amazing Naked, right? So I'm very versed in working with women who would self-identify as not feeling confident in their bodies, or they would be like, I just want to feel confident in my skin, right? And I'm I'm air quoting that. Um, But I also want to say that this maps across to every aspect of life. This maps across to entrepreneurship. Like, I'll just feel happy when I hit six figures. I'll just feel happy when I get my what I'll just be ready when my website is done. Um, I'll just be happier when my kids are in kindergarten and first grade and I have more time. And so one of the important things to understand is consciously in our mind, I'm going to go a little bit woo with conscious and unconscious mind, but consciously in our mind, we think that by changing an external circumstance that we will unconsciously shift our state inside, right? Mm -hmm. So if I lose weight, then on the inside, my state will change and I'll feel happiness, right? My own journey though, with like going back, right? Health and uh, fitness is I thought that too. I was, you know, I gained a lot of weight. I, you know, gained 70 pounds during pregnancy. I was like, I hate my body. I hate the skin I'm in. And so the answer is when I lose the 70 pounds, I'll just be happy. I'll be happy in the clothes I wear. I'll be more confident around women, more secure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll feel better about myself when I step into the gym. And I got to that point, literally shredded six pack and none of that shit happened. <laughs> there was no like fairies trickling down on me that brought me confidence. I actually felt the worst I had because I trapped myself in this horrible position, being obsessed with food, um, drawing attention to my body. And now like to add insult to injury, people were asking me to start supporting them. So I put this self-imposed pressure, like, holy, and this lasted a long time in business for me. I had to really work on this. It's like, I was under the spotlight because here I'm guiding people to health and fitness. They're watching every freaking move I make, every food I put into my mouth, how I behave at parties, how I behave in social events, like all this stuff, right? And so for me, that was really the turning of a lot of my coaching focus was like, well, why is this not true? Why is it that I thought if I changed the thing, I would feel different and I didn't. Um, so maybe I should stop there before I keep going. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm like, okay, so two out of two of those things are me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, me too. I mean, so then the answer and the, the teaching is truly is helping our clients understand that the feeling that they crave is actually available to them and accessible to them at all times. It's a state of being. And the best example I can give is like, if you think about childhood memory, and if you're listening, you could just do this real quick. I'm thinking of a childhood memory where I was playing Barbies and my parents had like an old silver Monte Carlo. And I was basically an only child because my siblings were so much older. Um, and I remember the, the, like I asked them to pop the trunk of the Monte Carlo. It was parked in the carport because we didn't have a garage. And um, I had all my Barbies like stacked and like the house was in the trunk, but I can like put that picture in my mind's eye and almost immediately I feel different right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a really good example of like feeling is accessible because of the, the images we put in our mind, like our mind reads in visuals, right? And so when we bring in images, they have the power to propel us or they also have the, like, they could be a sinking ship, right? And so this is really one of the most important things that I feel I teach is you don't have to change your external circumstance to feel different. Instead, what you have to do is embody the actions and the behaviors that you think you would do if you lost the 70 pounds, if you think you would do if you know, you would do differently if you made six figures or if you had your kids in school already. It's really starting to look back and say, well, what would I do differently? And what's really stopping me from doing that now? Oh, that's so good. So many good things. But the embodiment, I think, is a thousand percent in key. And I love what you said about like the visual. Of course, when you were like, your mind reads visuals. I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is where we're going to get dressed. <laughs> 
But it's so true because I can just think of so many moments of working with you and just what being in the business of visualizing like the thing. So like we're recording this and it's not going to come out for a while, but I'm about to launch a workshop and I've been visualizing myself doing it because I'm scared and I'm nervous and I'm like, okay, it's going to go like this. And then I get the feeling of not being nervous and I already feel better and it hasn't even happened yet. It's Mm -hmm. so freaking powerful. I love it so much and another thing i'd love to just touch on because you struck a bone with me with this one is that everybody's watching me i can't move so whether i think that comes across in so many different angles can you just real quick touch on that like how did you because i feel that all the time like oh my god now i have to be dressed up all the time because i now i'm saying i'm a personal stylist so now if i go to the grocery store and look like hell which is one of my favorite things to do now everyone's judging me and i don't feel good anymore and that i'm sure everyone has their version of that how do you move through that or even begin to move through that Yeah. I mean, it was challenging for me, especially around the body. I had a lot of attachment to my identity in my body, Mm. the look of my body. So as I'm recording this, if I think back to my most ripped self, honestly, I'm probably 15-ish pounds heavier and in way more love with my body than I ever was at that shredded six-pack space. Um, But I think that first I had to work on like, where does my identity come from specifically? And if I lost the six-pack, who would I be? And I can tell you, I'm okay. It's I, I lost the six-pack shredded and I'm still fit and healthy. Don't get me wrong. You can't see me as we're recording this, but I, I am in a fit, strong body. And if like for some reason I was limited by that, I know that I have way more to offer than my body. And so, um, and nobody, nobody said, you know, I mean, people would always make comments to me when I walk into a room, like around, Oh, you're a trainer or, Oh, I'm going to follow you around and eat whatever you eat or don't watch me. I'm eating this stuff over here. Yeah. I was always so triggered by that. I was like, I just want to be me right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think though, the part that really helps is like, I would get a lot of feedback from people. So I started just like making a self-commitment. It was, it started with alcohol. If I'm being really honest mm-hmm. is I, I drank alcohol, but on my social media, I would not really share that. I drank social, uh, that I drank alcohol. And Jay was like, my husband, Justin was like, well, why don't you show that sit? Like, why don't you show that you're not being authentic if you're not showing that? And he like called me out on it, which I really appreciated. And I told him, honestly, I'm scared. I'm scared people will judge. He's like, how many women out there want a healthy physique and a fit body who drink alcohol? And now you're showing them you can have both, right? You just have to understand alcohol and understand how it impacts the body. And so that was like, I think the beginning of me starting to, and this is years ago, um, me being able to peel back the onion layers. And so then I was like showing when I was stuffing my face with ice cream or um, just starting to have those conversations or talking more about when you like, quote unquote, fall off the wagon and what it takes, you know, to come back. So I think just making a self-commitment like this is me and my imperfect days. And I think you can become so much more relatable. And I transfer that to business too, because business is a roller coaster. There are days where I want to crawl in bed because something happened that I just feel like I've you know fallen off the side of a cliff. And if we don't talk about those, then when our ideal client is feeling them, they think you're superwoman. Mm-hmm. And you're not, we're not, we're all human beings trying to walk this experience and figure some shit out as we go. And so I think it's important to really make a commitment to yourself to be your whole self. Mm, so good. That's one of my favorite things about you. And I've said that a thousand times because that's one of my favorite things to do is admit when I'm scared <laughs> or when I feel like I'm failing. Can we open the conversation? We're like, we're both like really turning directions. And I was like, scared as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, no one's, no one even is listening to this podcast because I've changed the name. <laughs> <laughs> they can't find it anymore. Um, so By the way, good. it's going to pop right into your Apple feed. It's going <laughs> to have a new name with a new image. No stories. You're all good. <laughs> um, another thing that comes up a lot for me and for clients, and I'm sure, like, I think it's totally relatable is the other people's shit, right? So when I lost my job and I was like, okay, I'm going to start this business. And then 
and and I see this come up with my clients all the time too, is when we make that step to doing something for ourselves, whether it's starting the business, whether it's investing in clothes, whether it's investing in what we eat or working out, or alcohol is a really good one too. Everyone else's stuff comes up. And the hardest part about me leaving my job was everyone else's issue with me leaving my job. And I have a client that almost weekly messaged me with the, well, then at this, so-and-so was like, why are you so dressed up? And I was like, that's them. Like that's them projecting onto you because they actually are like, wow, like she's doing something that I want to be doing or whatever that is story in their mind. I don't really know. How do we begin to approach that of like, we really want to do something new, but what is so-and-so going to say? Yeah. Can I tell a story? I'm going to yes. story about this. I'm going to give you a really great metaphor, which by the way, is a really important part of helping clients break through areas of stuckness. If you can use metaphors and coaching. So there's a boy, he's 13 and it's kind of like this rite of passage. You, you've maybe heard me tell this story, but um and at the age of 13, his grandfather is like a, a crab fisherman. And so at 13, they get to go out on the boat with their grandpa and go fish for crab. And so they're getting excited. They're out in the ocean. If you ever seen crab fishing, it's like they put these giant wire pots into the water. They sink. They let them sit there with bait. And then after they've been out there for a while, they go back in. They hoist these crab pots back into the ship. And inside them, hopefully, it's filled with crab. So they're pulling these crab pots back up and the 13 year old's like taking it all in. The grandpa's in his element and they're putting crap, pulling crabs out of the pots. And when they are done, they put them into like those big, like five gallon paint buckets. And so these paint buckets are filling up with crabs. And the, the little boy's kind of looking around and like watching all of these paint buckets. And what he notices is that like in every single bucket, there is one crab, this one crab, like trying so hard to fight, to elevate itself, to escape, like what everybody else is just settling for in the bucket. And what he notices though, is all the crabs at the bottom of the bucket are reaching up with their pinchers and trying to pull the crab back down. And this is what happens in our life when we choose to no longer settle for the ordinary. And when we, we choose to put ourselves out into a position of growth and change is that the people that surround us, are they often make it about themselves because of their own insecurities, because they don't have the tools to cope. And oftentimes they just feel jealous and envious. They're like, well, how come I can't do that? I see this person doing that. And so I do agree with you though. It is about them and it's about us being willing to step out and allowing and with an understanding that like there is like a shedding that we do at each level with relationships specifically. Um, And the ones that really matter stick with you. And the ones that really don't, they do, or like they become at a distance, like they're not your front row friend anymore. They become your third row, your fifth row, your 10th row, and they're still in your network and you can still love them from afar, but you may not be able to love them super close because they're constantly like pinching, you know, using their pincher to try to pull you under. That's so, so relatable. I love that metaphor. I was like, where's this going? Are we <laughs> like, cause it is the summertime. Is there like one, so you're in the moment of that. Is there like one really good tip that you could share that like, so I'm in this moment with a friend who right now I just haven't made them fifth row, but maybe they're still first or second row, but I've just realized that like, okay, it's time to do this. But like when you're feeling that big, big feeling, like that awkward moment when someone like, almost like what you were saying, like at the party, like, ah, I just want to be me and you're putting your stuff on me. What's this, just like one easy thing that we can do to move through that feeling? Um, I mean, for me immediately, well, I mean, there's two things like the, the action after, and then in the immediate moment, um, the, the thing that helps me is just like empathy. Mm. Like, I'm just like, Oh, like, I'm so sorry for you that like, that's that you're insecure or you have your own stuff that you're working with that you're you know, choosing to push it towards me, or I'll sometimes question myself, like, what am I making that mean? I had a situation happen about six months ago or a year ago with a friend who was very close. And we were having like, just like at dinner together, three couples. And it, when this particular, when I'm around this person, they always start talking about what I do. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't bring that up. Right. But it went straight there. And um, they said something that was super hurtful. And so in the moment, I was just I, I asked myself this, like, what am I making this mean right now? What am I making it mean that she said X? And so then I like she was still like it was like wah, 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 talking. But in my head, I'm like, I'm making it mean like all these stories. And yeah. that just helps me to start to see, like, is that really true? Of course, just asking myself that. And so just self-coaching me to try to sort out what's happening in my mind. What has worked well for me in the past is just like a lot of really honest journaling with this. This is the hard part of like, do I want to continue to nurture that relationship? Mm-hmm. And so maybe I was sending a text message every once in a while to like check in with that friend. And I'm just going female friendships here mm-hmm. um, to check in with that friend. And so then I have to have the hard conversation of like, I'm going to stop that. Like, I'm not going to any longer nurture this relationship because I don't think that it's serving the direction that I'm going currently. Hmm. Such a good answer. Thank you. I love that. Like, what am I making this mean in this moment? Because like you said, that person's still talking, but now you've kind of pulled yourself out of it. And that's exactly because that's exactly what I was envisioning those moments where I'm like, okay, either I'm going to say something like I really regret (laughs) this conversation is going to go left or how do I just keep this above board so we can get through this and like Mm -hmm. I can go home and figure out what this means for me. Yeah. And that may not be like a best answer for anyone, but that for me is um, I tend to just like be such an overthinker and I like to sit with myself and my emotions and then figure out like what my next action item is. um, So I don't like respond when I'm in the red. Yes. So good. So also kind of the flip to that question, um, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially around like style and clothes and like um, you've probably experienced this where then you start showing up and you're dressing better and then people are commenting and everyone's like, oh my God, that's so cute. Your shoes are so cute, this and this. So this other piece of it, I think that kicks up is the deflection of like, oh, this or whatever. And like- the downplay of not being able to receive that compliment and just not being able to receive like you've done this and you're not doing it for them to give you the compliment. You're really doing it for yourself for whatever the energy is that you're trying to channel. How are, how are you doing with accepting compliments, Amanda? <laughs> First off, when it comes to clothes and styling, I feel it a lot more now and hear it a lot more thanks to you because you've helped me so much in this area. Um, and it feels good um, now, but it didn't always feel good. I think as a culture, right, we're um, just taught um, that there's vanity, like don't be vain, be humble. Um, but I think there's a difference between... Um, you know, receiving and being overly overt about um, the complimenting. And I think somewhere in the middle is like a great place to start. So I actually assign this sometimes as homework to clients who struggle with receiving. And I think it starts with acknowledgement first, like neutrality, just like body, you know, body image. We can be in a body negative place and a body positive, but somewhere in the middle is neutrality. Like you may not be able to look at yourself in the mirror right now, but let's at least get to a place where you can see yourself in the mirror before you worry about loving yourself in the mirror. And sometimes we want to catapult ourselves across, you know, to the other side. And our brain is like, yeah, bullshit. Right. And so I think that there is a great opportunity. This is a really easy practice to do, but if you notice that you're in that habit of deflection, right. I would just ask yourself, why am I deflecting? Be really clear. Right. Because I think oftentimes it's habitual, but inside we're like, I really want to say thank you so much. Oh my God. I'm so excited that you paid me that compliment. But then society has said, that's like, a va- like that's vain. Don't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think be curious about that. But the second is like, just be neutral, just offer a thank you, like yeah. work on, instead of saying, Oh, that's so, I just got it at Walmart for $10. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Downplay it. Right. Just say, thank you. Be neutral. Right. And then I think by, or, um, Sean, the model, I don't know if you follow his model health show. He has a nutrition um, podcast. And I loved years ago, I heard him talk about the ability to receive the thank you. And so he always then retrained himself to say, thank you. I received that. I've used that too in the beginning of like, especially in, in challenging converse, like in challenging times where somebody gives you like a really deep 
comment like a thank you and you want to be like crawl under like a rock um i have really worked hard personally to just say like thank you and i receive that um letting them know like it's so felt i don't really know what to say more and i don't think we have to give an obligatory thank you back mm. right there are just times when somebody wants to sh- give and in order for them to fully embody the feeling of giving, then I, I do feel it's important for us to fully embody the, you know, the ability to receive, like it's an energetic mutualism necessary, but I do think it can be simply as thank you, like start with that practice. And then when you start to feel more confident in that, you can say like, Oh, thank you. Like I'm really loving, um, how I've been choosing to like pull my wardrobe together differently or these shoes, they are so com, you know, like whatever feels like elaborate or connected, or just like, I really appreciate you taking the time to, um, you know, share that compliment. And then I think it goes both ways because as I've done this work on myself and I've allowed myself to receive thank yous. I also notice I give them way more. Like I will just stop a stranger and say, Oh my gosh, you just look so stunning in that outfit. That was not me six years ago because I was in my own stuff around insecurities. Um, and that feels really good because I think then you start to feel both sides of the coin. Yeah. And it, like you said, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And it translates to so many different areas of your life. I just know that's a really hard one to really be seen. I just have, for me, it kind of depends on the day. I even had my husband give me a compliment earlier, just about an hour ago. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, I was like, it's kind of big, just stop. <laughs> it's so hard sometimes. It's all, but it's usually in the spaces where, what, how I feel is the spaces where I'm not completely comfortable. So like for me with the style, I try to use it as a way to build connection with people. Like to me, the compliment means like, ooh, then you're kind of my people then. Like if you like this, then like what else do we have in common? But when someone's giving me the compliment around something, so for me, it's business, right? That's where I don't feel as comfortable. So when he gave me a compliment earlier, I was like, stop. (laughs) Like I I can't receive that right now. So that was kind of top of mind for me today. Yeah. Well, and even with him, because he's like your safe place, that's a great place to start too, is like, you know, what would it look like if you just, without him knowing challenge yourself to like, stop, make like eye contact with him and just say, I received that. Thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just sit with the discomfort of what's going on in your body around it and be curious about it. And I think that, um, that is illuminating. Yes. I'll design that to myself. (laughs) It's funny because I was just thinking of the things that come up and I was like, and this is kind of what I was saying earlier about renaming the podcast is it's, and that you've experienced this totally too. It's like, whatever those spaces are in our lives, again, whether it's the style, whether it's losing weight, whether it's starting the business, coaching, it kind of carries through in different spaces, but it pops up. Cause you know, I really do believe that like how we do the one thing is how we do everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, I have another question for you, but I have to ask, cause you said, well, this hasn't always been comfortable for me. So I'd love to know, I've been asking you questions that are like pain points that I hear all the time around style. Will you share like one of yours or something that was uncomfortable for you around style that you feel more comfortable with now? I mean, immediately I go to lipstick because it was such like, it was this, it was the gateway to style for me. <laughs> um, and I think it was like, you released a special edition um, with, um Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And um I loved the color like in the bottle and you were my client. So I was like, well, I want to support you. Um and I was excited because to me on the inside and I felt like from looking in it was like so much more than the lipstick that was transpiring in your life at the time. And so I just wanted like to to love on you around that and support like the mission. And I loved it though and it came here and I was like, oh I could never wear this. <laughs> I could never bright, cool lipsticks. That's for the other people like that can do it. Like, and my story was, it just doesn't look good on me. The truth is I'd never freaking tried it really, because I had these stories around, like, I, I am not like, I have to change my whole wardrobe or I'm too old or I'm too, um, I want to say like, um, I'm too simple. <laughs> I think that's the word that comes to mind. Like I'm too simple for this bright lipstick. And then it was like, 
you, you really kind of coached me through that of just like, try it. Right. What, you know? And so I put it on and I, I joke now, but it's like my alter ego, like that comes out because it's power. And so it was like one step into another of me starting to go, wow, I do feel different when I put this lipstick lipstick on, like what's, what's, what's happening here. Um, and I didn't have to wait to change anything. I didn't have to have the perfect outfit on. Um, I could just be going to the coffee shop on a Tuesday and wearing the lipstick because I wanted to. And so I think those are some of my pain points and the same with like shoes is another area that you've helped me in is I don't want to wear freaking heels. I don't feel good in heels. I, you know, feel like my descriptions around my style are power and sexy and athletic and everything about me are those. And so you were just like, so don't (laughs) wardrobe, you know, wardrobe filled with sneakers. And I put those on and I, and I feel, you know, electric in my outfits. Um, and so I think that again, it's looking at those stories. We tell ourselves that I'll just change the thing and then it will be better or I'll be happier. And it doesn't have to be, it's just like, just like wearing the shorts. Girls tell me, used to tell me that all the time. Oh, I can't wear shorts. I got to get more muscular legs. I got to lose the weight. I'm like, well, what would happen if you just wore the shorts? It's like they don't even just think like, oh, I guess I could just decide tomorrow to wear shorts if I wanted. And that was literally, I was like, what are the pain points that I would love to discuss with Amanda that I know Amanda has heard before? And one of them was shorts. Shorts is probably the number one thing that people tell me, shorts and cleavage. Don't, I, I don't want to wear shorts and I don't want to show my cleavage. And then immediately I'm like, so tell me more about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> about the shorts. 15 degrees in Arizona in the summer. I mean, I don't want to have a thing to do with even sliding my leg into a pants during, even when I'm on in the inside AC. So I know it's more right than just, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a, it's a mindset, you know, that needs to be coached and brought to the surface and belief systems that need to be shifted so that they can see that you don't have to change something about yourself to enjoy where you're at right now or the things that you really want to enjoy now. I believe it's the exact opposite. Yes. So true. So true. Like the thing around like, oh, I'm going to wait till I lose weight to get styled. If I can show you how to style the shirt to make you feel comfortable in your body today and you actually wear that outfit, you'd be more motivated to do whatever the thing is that you want to do to get to the ideal weight. Hands down. It's almost like the fix, the quick fix, because we know that the other side of it is a journey. So it's like, here's this tool that you can actually implement today. Yeah. Back to the lipstick really quick, because I have to just say the best part about that story, though, is that then you put the lipstick on and I was like, God damn it. Did I make this for Amanda? <laughs> like, it looks like it was made for her. I know it's almost gone, actually. And I was like, oh, shoot. Are they not making Does she not have this color? Is this like only special order? Because I need this all year long forever. Yes. No, we have more. There's more. And then I can give you more options because purple is one of my favorite freaking lipstick colors. And it looks so good with your hair and your skin. So that was just such a funny, because I'll never forget the day, like when I first saw the picture and I was like, I've got a lot of lipstick pictures and everyone looks amazing, but there's just something really, really special about this. Like it just was so, it was just so shiny and so good. But you'd actually said one of the biggest things that like the more I do this and when I think about myself as a business owner and I think about me and my values as a person and stories that I am absolutely not here for anymore whether it's style or whatever is am I too old I am so unsubscribing to the am I too old story I think like as humans we have the opportunity I think we're just going to we are already living pretty long and we're just going to probably start living longer and longer and longer. And like technology is going to get us there. So what does that really mean? But that's something that comes up for me a lot. And that's, I didn't realize that I was there, but I so am this whole, like, am I too old story? Like I am just not subscribing to it anymore. I mean, I got fired from a job in my four, at 40, now 41, you just turned 40 And it's like, I feel like I'm at the very beginning of my life. So what does like being too old mean around that and or the way I dress? How do you approach, am I too old? (laughs) I mean, first off, I have an almost 13-year-old daughter. And I've realized lately that she's kind of an inspiration to me because she doesn't see the age. 
she is just always encouraging and she'll grab things for me that I would never necessarily pull up, not because I feel too old, but because she sees a totally different sense of style. So I like that she pulls that out in me and she sees this like opportunity of a blank canvas. Um, And so I think that that's helped me shift my mindset too, is like, I don't want her to think that you like life ends at a certain phase. And I say life, just like the fun, the funness of life. And some of those things that in our youth, like in our twenties that we allowed ourselves to do. And now we say we've hit 40 and we don't, because I'm with you. I feel better in my body and more confident in my body and in my life at 40 than I even did at 30. And by sure as hell at 20. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that, um, I, I want to be that model for her of, um, you know, you are the one, the only one putting the self-imposed limitations, um, on your, you know, yourself. And, um, there's nobody that is stopping you except for the judgment that you allow in. And oftentimes it's not even real judgment. It's just stuff that we're like, Oh, they're going to say, they're going to think, But then I think if there's people like you and I, and there's lots of women out there saying like, we'll forget that too old, then we're also giving other ladies permission. Um, Like when I was wearing my lipstick, girls would ask, where'd I get it? And they're like, oh, I could never wear the same thing. I was like, hey, if I can do this, you can do this. And I think it just needs to be that constant momentum and cheerleading of one another to keep you know, keep going despite whatever the the number on the assignment chart has been given to you at that current year. Yes. I always think like, I jokingly say if I live to 120, let's say like a hundred, right? I feel like hundreds of really realistic age to get to. That's 60 more years. That's more than I've already lived and some. So am I supposed to not be cool for 60 more years? Cause that sounds terrible. And that sounds like I'd literally be doing the world an injustice. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I think that the the sky's really the limit. And we only, right, I mean, going deep on this, like our model of each of us have our own unique models of the world. Um, and I think this is where we get caught up in our current society with all the things happening in the world is we don't respect each other's models of the world. Mm. We just live in our model. And many people think that their model is the right model for everyone else. And that is not true. And if we were just as a culture, if we could have this one learning that Katie has her model and I have my model and we filtered in and we've taken in information and we've interpreted it differently, the level of self-respect and mutual respect in, in our world would totally radically shift. And I think that style, body, business, it, it, it all is the same. It's just understanding that like what's right for Katie is not right for Amanda and vice versa. And it's okay. Yes. Yes. That was actually one of my favorite parts about working with you is we'd be on the phone and you would say something and you'd be like, I mean, if that feels good for you, like it was constantly this, like, but you have to make the decision for yourself because you have to filter through what makes sense for you. And that was so um such a breath of fresh air and also fucking terrifying because I was like just tell me what to do Amanda (laughs) and we want that right actually I talk about the three c's of um coaching but one of them is co-creation and this is where I think that some coaches tend to go astray I think they mean well but the ultimate goal of coaching for me is to help empower a client to know that they are the ones that have the best answer for themselves always and to reconnect and trust their instinct. And so it's a co-creation element. It's like, yes, I have all of these learnings and I know the steps and I'm going to take you there and we're going to bounce them off. But ultimately we're going to decide together and you have the final say. And when you're in that co-creation space, it like helps the client come back to themselves and they're way more confident after the coaching relationship ends than if I would have been like, Katie, do these steps, follow me, or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I actually had that, especially being a creative entrepreneur, like you're constantly guessing, second guessing yourself. And I had that conversation with someone else. They were like, well, don't you hate when someone then like her version of it and my version of it would be someone sends me a really cute outfit that they put together. And I was like, yeah, for a moment, I might be like, oh, why are you like, why do you need me if you can do this? And I was like, no, 
it's that's not it. You should feel really good that this person now, just by even knowing you and being by you, feels inspired to make that choice for themselves. And then I see that now as oh my God, this is amazing because we're doing this together because those energies coming together is creating something even more beautiful than, you know, goes back to two heads are better than one. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Super juicy. Amanda, you're such a gift. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Pimp yourself out. Where is everybody (laughs) hanging out with Amanda Walker these days? Yeah. Well, um, like you, our podcast has shifted. So um, we are releasing the new name, but I'll share it here early. Um, We're moving in from Feel Amazing Naked Space, and you will hear the podcast called Best Damn Coach. And on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to coach yourself, how to coach your clients, and how to grow your online practice, specifically in the area of coaches, course creators, um, people that are generally just working with humans and want their humans to have a better experience and better results. And also, um, you know, uh, grow their practice because who doesn't want to make money while they're also making an impact. Um, So I do have an amazing freebie that we launched and that's a really great place um, to really get some insight into who I am. And um, you can find that at amanda-walker.com forward slash more profit. And when you download that, you're going to get five steps to organically growing your coaching business. And walks you through some mindset, of course, but also some actionable steps to grow your, like, start growing your coaching practice in a way that is not sleazy or feels incongruent for you. And um, yeah, so all the good stuff coming soon. Yes. And ladies, run, don't walk for that information. Um, I can definitely speak to that. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being here today. As always, super pleasure. Yes, likewise. Thank you for having me.